This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford. Hello everyone, I'm Scott Montesano and I'm so excited to have you join us on a program that highlights the local sports in and around our wonderful region from youth to scholastic and collegiate. We cover it all by introducing you to the many athletes and coaches themselves. Coming up this week, high school basketball is underway and we chat with the head coach and a player with the Altoona Rails boys basketball team. Of course, before we get to that, we begin, as always, by rounding the bases locally. And as we said, high school basketball season is upon us, as is high school hockey season. So we're now in the, the midst of the winter sports schedule and the excitement that this time of the year brings and it will all culminate with the the flurry of activity from the middle of February until the middle of March. It's a wonderful time for scholastic sports and regardless of whatever your favorite scholastic sport may be, arguably this is the most entertaining time of the season the winter time because there's so many options and the games come fast and furious and you've got uh, just games stacked after game after game from now until you get to playoff time in February and March. But we'll talk more about playoff time when we get down to that. And and, and as I said, we're going to talk uh, with Paul Heinrichs, the head coach of the Altoona Rails and one of his players uh, coming up here shortly check out all of the schedules on the on the various school websites was thinking of this as we're coming out of uh, the thanksgiving holiday weekend and hopefully you and yours had an outstanding thanksgiving weekend and we are in right now the the meat of the holiday season which will go from now through the end of the calendar year. And people have got a variety of get-togethers and excitement, and, and you don't need me to remind you of how liberating this is after the last couple of years. And we all got a little little, little taste of, of what the holidays mean again last year, but now you truly have that liberating freedom of, of people moving about once again. So you're in the midst of the, the holiday season. And I was thinking of something over the weekend. And I've thought about this in the last two, three years as well. And it's not a new phenomenon. It's been going on for probably the last 15 to 20 years. I miss the days of the prolific holiday tournaments. Used to have them, have them in this area. You, you obviously had them across the country. I remember uh, them when I was growing up. The, the holiday tournaments. And you still get it in big-time college basketball. You know the holidays. You know Thanksgiving time's around when you've got the early season college basketball tournaments. They, they have the Maui Invitational. There's the new one now in Portland, Oregon, with uh, Nike and Phil Knight, and there's a bunch of others. There used to be the one in Alaska, in Anchorage. But you, you, you have some of these holiday tournaments at the big-time college basketball level. But you don't have nearly the holiday tournaments and gatherings 
that you used to have at the high school level. Oakland Memorial still does its uh, Thanksgiving weekend tournament. They had a, an event over the weekend at Hobbs. I think they called it the, the Memorial Meltdown. I think it used to be sponsored by somebody else, if I'm not mistaken. And I know there, there's been some other holiday events that went on kind of just outside of where we focus on Somerset, how it had a high school hockey tournament over the weekend. But the, the idea remains the same. You don't have these holiday basketball and hockey events that you used to have with a hint of regularity, whether they be over Thanksgiving weekend, whether they would be uh, in a few weeks in that time between Christmas and New Year's. And maybe I'm missing some, but I know talking to other people, you've seen them die on the vine in the last 15 to to 20 years. And it's unfortunate. I miss those days. I, I like those days. It gave it it, it it made something special. It was fun to go to as a spectator. It it made regular season games, regular season non-conference games have a little more intrigue to them. And in the case of, of high school, it was an opportunity for teams that maybe you're not typically going to see come in and play your schools. You know, you just don't see that as much anymore, whether it's basketball, basketball and in, and in hockey and and even if it's not even if it's not teams coming from outside the area, you would have some more intriguing local matchups that maybe you wouldn't wouldn't otherwise see. A lot more crossing over of of enrollment sizes. I know back in the day you used to have more tournaments that would have more of a mix ma- mismatch of, of enrollment sizes and there would be a, a fun intrigue to that. You'd have games based more on geography than on whatever class or division level a school is. But again, yeah, you just don't have those anymore. And those events that they're still trying to put on, I understand, are struggling to get programs to participate. I was told down in, the, down in the Wisconsin Dells, they've been trying to have these holiday time tournaments. And I guess those tournaments are struggling to fill their, their roster spots. And we're just talking scholastic. Eau Claire and Stout don't do any holiday time tournaments anymore you hardly ever see any of those go on now at the division three level uh those have been going away over the last 15 20 years and there's a there's a a number of reasons why and each school's got its own reasons as to why you don't have these holiday events anymore there's any number of issues any number of logistics it's just unfortunate that you've had these go by the wayside the holiday tournaments. Now, the issue I'm told at the scholastic level, one of the issues I've been told at the scholastic level is that no one wants to give up home dates. And that's a melon scratcher. 
Nope. Nobody wants to give up home dates, so they don't want to participate in these tournaments. Well, you're not going to play every game at home. Why not make the road games you're going to play at be a neutral site tournament or be part of a tournament experience? You're not going to play every game at home. And is the, and is the revenue that necessary at the scholastic level that you need the 200 people that would pay for admission to go to a game? And frankly, if you just walk in and look like you know what you're doing, nobody's going to stop you. <laughs> The only way you're going to be able to have holiday tournaments, and I'm just talking the scholastic level, is you need to have promoters of them. Though that, and, and, and as I said, down in the Wisconsin Dells, they're struggling to have their tournaments continue on. But that is the only way you can have, I think, these holiday tournaments. You need to have a, a promoter and there needs to be something behind it. And the event just can't be, here's a couple of games you get to play. Maybe you got to have a little extra spice to it. There, you know, I, I, w- I was kicking around myself in, in, you know, in, my, in my idea. What are, what are two things I'd like to see or two different avenues I'd like to see? And I'm just talking, say, high school basketball locally. Well, one, maybe you have, a, you have an event I'll start off with this one. You know, you know it would be a lot of fun. Let's come right out and say it. Let's not try to be too cute. You know what would be a lot of fun locally? You have a weekend event that features North, Memorial, Regis, and Altoona. And maybe over time you bring in Elk Mound. And maybe you bring in a Chippewa or a Fall Creek or whatever. But Regis, Altoona, North, Memorial. And on one day, North plays Altoona, Memorial plays Regis, and on the next day, Memorial plays Regis, North plays Altoona. And you play at one venue, you do a two-day event, how much fun would that be? Oh, Scott, that's ridiculous, bigger schools, who cares? Who cares? Well, you know, what, what does North have to gain from that? Well, prove you're so much better then. You know, basketball, you can do it. You can't do it in a lot of other sports. You can do it in basketball. Have some fun. And maybe you do the event around a charitable cause in the area, and you're raising money. But even if not, think of the attention you would get early in the season for this. And the only, and when I've brought this idea up to people, the only things that are stopping it other than logistics and actually putting it together. The things that tend to stop people from wanting to do a sort of event like that is pure laziness. Well, you know, administrations wouldn't sign off on it. Why? Well, you, know, you just know they wouldn't. Why? Uh, not to sound like a three-year-old asking mom and dad why they can't have a cookie. Why? Why can't Reed just play Memorial? Well, Scott, you just don't understand. Okay, explain it to me. Well, you know. No, I don't. Tell me why. Why can't you have Regis Memorial North Altoona play each other in a two-day extravaganza? Think of the crowds. I'll map it right out for you. 
I'll map it right out for you. you, you let's say you, 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 the schools agree they're going to do it for four years. You have to agree to this for four years because this will make sense. And each school gets a chance to host. And hear me out. Maybe in year one, Memorial hosts. And in year two, North. Year three, Altoona. Year four, Regis. And by the time you got to Regis, because Regis has the smaller school, maybe you're thinking about moving it to Sonnentag Center. That's another argument for another day. And you can break up the revenue very easily for something like this. Maybe the host school, you know, you get 100% of the ticket revenue. There's 100% ticket revenue. Each school gets 20%. The host school gets an extra 20% of the ticket revenue. And whatever the school's booster club is, which is typically the people that are running the concessions, but how much money are you actually making off concessions, they get to keep the concession revenue. And you could sell T-shirts, the Eau Claire shootout, and the school split the revenue, and you have a lot of fun. Well, what happens if Memorial beats Altoona by 50 points? Who cares? Next year, maybe it's a little closer. Next year, the following year, maybe Altoona beats them. All these kids have played with each other growing up. It means more for a kid at Memorial to play Regis. It means more for a kid from Altoona to play North than it is to play Westby. Who cares if you're playing Westby? If you're North, who cares if you beat Superior? Who cares if you beat New Richmond? Put that together. Four-team tournament. Some, somebody listening to this says, well, Scott, you know, if you're... You, you know, call me up. I've put these things together again. It's so cute to watch all these people put together youth sports and all that in town and what have you. All right, this is what I used to do for a living and arguably what I still do on the side is put these things together. It's not that hard. If, if the first thing you think of is the 10 reasons why you can't do something, you're lazy. Four-team four team event. Memorial North, all that. And the, the other thing I was thinking, you get this Sonitag Center online in a couple of years, and you hear big talk out of Visit Eau Claire over hosting tournaments. But the, the thing is, I don't think they understand, you need to have promoters to host tournaments. Start putting together a, 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 a tournament that's going to bring in national high school basketball programs. Those type of big-time tournaments still do exist, especially around the holiday season. And you start saying, okay, in Eau Claire, we're going to have the sponsored by such-and-such such bank or whatever, the holiday high school basketball shootout. Though I never like the term shootout. But you get the idea. The high school holiday basketball shootout. And you get a couple of local teams in there and you bring in a few teams from downstate and Chicagoland area and they come up and all that. Start putting that together now if you're being smart. Uh, speaking of the uh, start of the scholastic basketball season, the girls are underway, boys are tipping off. A uh, lot of D1 talent in the area. That has moved on. And you see a lot of that on social media. There's Division II talent that is out there. There's, there's D3 talent that has moved on. Uh, was thinking about this. Maybe something I should do with Eau Claire hometown media 
but admittedly, we're kind of stretched thin. But it'd be nice to have a, a, a database, a very easy locality to go to to see, hey, where'd so-and-so go on and where are they playing right now? Oh, Bob Smith is playing at Walla Walla Tech, Division I school. Well, that's cool. Be kind of fun to see that database. You don't really get a lot of that. We'll see the random story of the kids signing the letter of intent. But we'll never see what they're doing at the collegiate level at all. And uh, it'd be nice to have that database and be reminded, especially as kids move around after a year or two and they go someplace else. You just don't have that source anymore. Uh you can't trust the leader telegram's going to have that anymore. That that paper is, you talk about dying on the vine. It's sad to see what's happened to that paper, but that's just the reality. That's just the, the industry in and of itself. Uh, maybe the TV stations do it. I can see somebody like Nick Tabber taking that by the, the horns and writing that one. But to have a database where kids have gone off to uh, and played... Uh, volume one, I think, would actually have the best resources to do it. But God bless the people in volume one. They don't have a sports passion. They've got their passions in other areas. But that'd be fun. Uh, speaking of uh, colleges, UW-Eau Claire winter sports are underway and uh, dipping the toes in the conference play in some sports and just starting up in others. Uh, basketball. Namely, women's basketball came into this season with, uh, and, and you know what? Let's let's stare the white elephant in the corner of the room right in the eyes with national championship aspirations. They're not thinking tournament. They're thinking national championship, or at the very least a deep run into the tournament. That's what their goal is uh, for this season. And thus far in non-conference play, won six of seven games. Their only loss at the number one ranked Hope College team. And that was a game that was back and forth until the last four minutes when Hope pulled away. But that was a game that was a one, two point game. Eau Claire led in the fourth quarter. So this Eau Claire team is, is very good. They've had as good of a start as you could have wanted outside of them winning every game. They won some games against very good competition early. And they have just absolutely bludgeoned some lower-level teams in recent days. Uh, And that's a good thing. Good teams beat teams they should beat. Championship-level teams bludgeon them. And and you saw that the last couple of games for the Blue Gold women's basketball team. St. Norbert, who they demolished last Tuesday, is not a bad team. They could be in the NCAA tournament. And, and the Blue Golds had no trouble with them. And then Northland on Friday is is probably two, three years away as they, they, they're really building that program back up. And the Blue Golds gave them no shot. Which is good to see. You, 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 you blow those teams out. Uh, men's basketball's off to an okay start. The biggest issue you got with men's basketball, they tend to have these lulls the first 10 minutes of the second half which worries you a little bit. Uh, Both uh, basketball teams open up conference play this week. Uh, Men's hockey 
opening eyes around the country this last weekend. Went to St. Norbert, swept the number two team in the country. Beat them both times. And to show you how rare that is, since 2000, Blue Golds have played St. Norbert a lot. Until a decade ago, they were in the same conference for hockey with St. Norbert. St. Norbert, a perennial national title contender. They've got, what is it, four national titles since 2000. Blue Golds had only beaten them four times total since 2000. And these are teams that play each other annually. Blue Golds went and swept them there at St. Norbert. First time St. Norbert's ever been swept in a weekend series on their home ice. Great job done by Matt Lowen's team this weekend and uh, Blue Goal men's hockey is carrying over how well they played last year. This is a team that's been very, very good, this men's hockey program. You think to 1920, they were headed to the NCAA tournament before the breaks got put on that season. And then last year, after the holidays, they were unbeatable. If it wasn't for that sluggish start, they would have been in the tournament. Good things for uh, for men's hockey. And uh, and uh, keep an eye on wrestling. For the longest time, the, the narrative with Blue Goal Wrestling is all, has been, well, keeping the program from dying. And the program now for the last five, six years not only has been resurrected, you know, resuscitated, but it's now every bit as competitive as any other program in the upper Midwest. Nearly had an upset of number two Augsburg, which is a dominant program in a wrestling hub in Minneapolis. Uh, great job done by, they, they nearly had the upset. Should have had the upset, arguably. But uh, Augsburg held them off last week. Still, that wrestling program, if wrestling is something that interests you, uh, Blue Gold Wrestling is as legit as anything you have out there. You know one thing I'm hoping to see here in the next little bit? I had hoped to see it this week, but my schedule changed. Uh, was going to go there with my son's youth hockey team, but their practice got changed. I'm still looking to still going to get a chance to see that new VSA, the Valley Sports Academy, in Halley. Still looking for my uh, first opportunity to go see that. We'll see if uh, get a chance to get in there here in the next little bit. I know a lot of you have had a chance to get in there, hear a lot of good things about that. Well, again, as we said, it is high school basketball season, the season underway. In just a moment, we will chat with Paul Heinrichs, the head coach of the Altoona Rails boys basketball team, get a little preview on their season as the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford, continues on right after this. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. And we'll continue on with the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch. Scott Montesano with you. And, of course, we are transitioning into the winter sports season. Hockey is underway. Basketball underway as well. The girls' basketball seasons uh, are, you know, a couple games old. And the boys are getting going as we speak around the area and being joined by uh, the head coach of the Altoona program, 
Paul Henricks, and he's brought along one of his players who we'll talk to in just a moment. But, hey, let's start off with this. You guys are starting up a brand new season. Everybody outside of the facility always has expectations. But what kind of expectations do you have uh, within the building? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's exciting always to get started. And, you know, the first week of practice is underway here, and we finally got our scrimmage tonight. So we'll, uh, we'll be able to kind of see where we're at. Uh, with us switching conferences last year into a bigger conference, we kind of got beat up a little bit. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to getting a, another chance at the middle board conference and seeing where we're at. And I tell you, it is a strong physical conference, a little bit different than what we saw last year or previous years in the Clover Belt. So, you know, we're, we're excited and uh, we're going to see where we, where we match up this year. As you mentioned, uh, of course, the switch in conference and and, and losing some of those uh, longtime opponents that you kind of knew what to expect uh, from year in and year out. So now that you have that season under your belt and you've kind of seen what the other teams are face to face, what kind of focus do you have heading into the season, trying to get your team ready for the meat of conference play? Well, it's interesting you use the word meat there because our biggest downfall last year was our size. Uh, weight room was number one priority for us. And over the summer, we had a lot of guys buy into that. And, you know, here now during the season two, we're going to keep that going uh, because it is a physical conference, a lot of top-notch football teams. And, you know, that's where we got to get to compete. So really looking forward to, uh, you know, getting that muscle that we needed uh, to get us over that hump. Mentioned you want to get a little more meat on the guys' bones. It is the holiday season, so you, you want to put a little more wheat, meat on the bone. Probably not via cookies and whatnot, but uh, uh, weight training and things of that nature. So we know about building up some more bulk, but what are some of the strengths you think you bring into the season? Yeah, and that's going to be a little bit different for Altoona basketball this year, too. Um, we actually got size on our roster. Uh, you know, those of you that watched Eltoona in the past, we've lived and died by that three-point line. And this year, we'll have six, seven, six, 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 five uh, across the line. So with us having the size, uh, that's going to be one of the biggest things uh, for us. We got to find ways to use that as our advantage. You know, pounding the glass, pounding the ball inside before we shoot that three-pointer. Uh, it's going to be a little transition for us. So you know, getting the guys to see that we actually have that on our side this year, rather than trying to defend it all the time. It's kind of a good thing for, uh, for a coach to have. As, uh, you know, as, as this program year after year becomes more of, of your program, if you will, uh, what are some of the highlights you think that you've been able to bring to the program as, as you install, you know, you, you always hear this all the time, especially when a coach just takes over too. Well, they did it with, somebody else's players or something like that. So what do you think you've really developed as far as that program goes? And that's one neat thing about me as a coach. It, it, it's kind of like you develop your coaching philosophy, depending on your guys. Uh, like I said, this year we have size, so we're going to look to pound it in a little bit. Um, one thing that I definitely like to bring uh, is that offensive side. Obviously when you can throw points on the board, it's exciting for crowd. It's exciting for, announcers to, to cover our games and it's exciting for the players you know everyone wants to score points so if we're able to put numbers on the scoreboard generally you're going to find your way into that win column so working on that offensive side is definitely um, 
one of the mindsets that we bring and, you know, you can't win a championship. You don't play defense. And that's one thing uh, we got to find a way to balance that in too, is get these guys to play some defense. All right, Paul, I know you brought along one of your players. Why don't you introduce everybody to who is uh, right there next to you? Yeah, absolutely. This is senior uh, Connor Lewis. He'll be a forward for us this year. Got a lot of playing time last year. Connor, I think, goes at 6'5". Is that correct, Connor? Yeah, that's correct. So he's one of our uh, big guys that I've been talking about. And and uh, I tell you, Connor's going to surprise some people, I think, this year uh, with the size that he put put on this summer. And he's one of the kids that found that weight room and, and really made a change to his body. And, you know, that only helps on the basketball court. Well, Connor, let's start off with this. It's, it's the start of a brand new season. And you know, how excited are you to... To, to get the, the run going again? Um, right now, I'm actually pretty excited considering it's a new team that we have. We've actually um, it's a, kind of a different offense, more like inside and kind of helps me as well and my teammates. And I'm just really excited to see how it works because I'm not really used to it either. Your, your, your coach hinted at it a moment ago, but what sort of things did you do during the offseason to prepare for this season? Um, during the off season, I mainly focused on the weight room and just becoming not only bigger, but also like stronger and also faster, which considering this new conference, it's like a really big thing to focus on. Everyone else is a lot stronger, bigger. So that was a major key to focus on. What do you like about playing basketball? Uh, putting the ball in the hoop. <laughs> what got you, what got you going with basketball? You know, when did you start and, and, when did you start to say, yeah, I want to I want to focus a little more on this? Um, I would say going into my freshman year, I made like a close friend and we started just playing as like just for fun. And then we started like taking it serious and going to the gym every day and trying to get better. And when I saw how much I improved, I kind of just got hooked to it and just wanted to get better every time. Now, Connor, you guys are in a different conference, and there's there's a little more travel involved. Uh, uh, how, how do you, how do you like the additional travel? Uh, there's some road trips there that uh, remind me of my days when I was working minor league hockey. Uh, and these are in the these are in the middle of the week. So, how do you like these ninety minute, two hour drives? You you guys are taking. Um, I wouldn't say I really like it, considering you know, <laughs> next day you got to wake up at seven a.m. and go to class and. Yeah, I mean, it kind of takes a toll on you in the season, but it's all part of like the season, I guess, and part of basketball. Well, it's part of the dedication, and and I'm happy you brought up class because I got to ask, what uh, what studies do you like the most? What what are your favorite classes? Um, I would say my favorite classes are probably science. I like doing science; it's pretty interesting, like ecology. Is that something you kind of? Is that something you kind of want to pursue uh, when you move on to to college? Um, no, I haven't really thought about that. I've kind of thought about considering like business and like business management. Like science, but he wants to get involved in business. Everybody yep. wants to get involved uh, yep. in some form of uh, some form of business. And mm -hmm. uh, kind of before I go back to your coach to wrap things up, uh, of course, there's team wide goals that the team has and, and the team goals come number one. But what, you know, do you have some individual goals? Entering yeah, the I would season. say I have a few individual goals, probably just at least like come in top three in conference this year 
and also make my teammates better and make sure everyone's involved. You know, last year we kind of struggled with leadership and this year it kind of showed in the beginning also, but I feel like if I can and some other people can start taking leadership, that'll help us win a lot also. And then uh, Paul, before we wrap things up, one of the fun things about uh, the basketball season, you, you, you begin at the start of the, of the holidays. And by the time the season's over with, uh, there's a very good chance it's going to be 60 degrees uh, outside. So it feels like it's a long time, but it's a short amount of time as well. Uh, do you ever get a chance during, during the course of the season to just soak it in while it's going on? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's one thing we try to do here too, is, is build outside of basketball. You know, we do a lot of things on the court together and we try to get out and do some other things. Uh, you know, if it's going to watch UW Eau Claire, UW Stout as a team, uh, we've done some bowling in the past. So, you know, it is a grind, but you know, you find ways to, to do some of those team activities and, and it's more than just the game of basketball. We, you know, we're one big family and like Connor said, we, you know, we lacked that leadership last year and some of these guys really took that over, you know, starting this summer. And, and I tell you this, this first week has been really good for our program. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see um, where all that hard work and, and dedication pays off. And thank you once again to both of our guests, a great conversation with them. We're back with you on December 12th. We'll have an all new episode of the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford. Until then, this is Scott Montesano saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Until next time, so long everybody.